Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Professor Pedro Barata from University Hospital Seedman Cancer Center, USA, talking to EuroOnco Kidney Cancer Educational Platform Chief Editor, Dr. Karim Amir, about the results on Keynote 564 and Checkmate 914 and potential clinical applications of these results. Today, we welcome uh, Pedro Barata to our podcast for the EAU Euronco platform in kidney uh, kidney cancer. And he is a board certified medical oncologist in Portugal and US. He is currently the co-leader of GU disease team and director of the GU medical oncology research programs at University Hospital, Hospital Sidman Cancer Center in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So welcome to our podcast, and we are happy to have you on board today. Thank you for having me, Carmen. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, so we wanted to ask you, because you had a very intense discussion at uh, ASCO GU24 this year about the use of adjuvant immunotherapy for high-risk uh, kidney patients after nephrectomy. Uh, what were the discussion about what was presented? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Happy, happy to do that, and thank you for highlighting that. Right, that was a fantastic session. To me, was the probably the highlight of ASCO GU. Um, you know, the presentation of two important phase three trials: one negative trial, one positive trial. Right. So, you know, so the positive, the negative trial is the Checkmate 914, and the positive trial is the Keynote 564. So, what is that? So, we've been testing different checkpoint inhibitors for patients uh, who um, you know, underwent nephrectomy and are at higher risk of recurrence, whatever model you use to identify that uh, risk. And so for those patients in general, we offer, we offer them or we tested the activity of different immune checkpoint inhibitors, which basically are therapies who boost the immune system to fight cancer better, right? PD-1 inhibitors, pd one inhibitors. So we did that with atezolizumab, <clears throat> we did that um, with nivolumab in the past, and then Checkmate 914 is testing epinevo, epilimumab with nivolumab combination, shorter duration for six months, um, and the keynote tested pembrolizumab for a year. So we were waiting these results, um, you know, uh, quite quite a bit. Um, we knew the keynote was positive because we've seen the press release positive for overall survival. Um, we knew that we didn't know the results for the EP Nevo, uh, you know, and the Nevo, um, you know, for the the Part B of, of Checkmate nine fourteen. Right? We've seen the EP Nevo on the Part A, but not on the Part B. So these. Um, this um, session was um, highly regu- regarded by a lot of us and, and uh, to kind of look at the data and understand what is going on about, you know, about um, how can we help patients by offering them checkpoint inhibitors. So sh- what should we tell urologists? Why should they send patients for adjuvant immunotherapy based on the current data? Right. That's a fantastic question. And, and Carmen, you know, I don't know what the thoughts of urologists are. I know the thoughts of medical oncologists. So I can tell you what we've seen on Saturday or in ASCO-GU is actually pembrolizumab, a PD-1 inhibitor, is the first treatment to prolong overall survival in the adjuvant setting ever in kidney cancer, right? Mm -hmm. It's the first time. It's actually, matter of fact, the first time we see that in any GU tumor. So for urologists, they'll say, well, I don't think immunotherapy helps people. And this is the first time we see actually to challenge that. It's the first time we see it. In, in across solid tumors, just to put into context, it's only the second time we see this in the adjuvant setting. We saw that in melanoma, 
which everybody now, nobody disputes today the role of immunotherapy melanoma. And the second time we see it is with kidney cancer. So it's huge news, right? Now, to the urologist's point who might be some, have some skepticism, I agree with them in the sense that we know that if you think of the patients at a higher risk for recurrence, half of them will not recur. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have that. And I think that's probably the reason why some of us think, OK, who should who should get it any, then? Right. So when we look at the data, you can tell that people with a very as you get at a higher risk, that what does that mean? Locally advanced disease, post metastasectomy, sarcomatoid features, pd one positive. It appears that those two group of patients seem to derive even more benefit from adjuvant pembrolizumab than the others, right? So I'm not advocating for you, you know, for for that, but I have to say half of the medical oncologists right now, according to the most recent poll, are selected, are selecting those patients at the higher, higher risk to offer them one year of pembrolizumab. And the last point I'm gonna make, Carmen, is on the safety part, um, most patients do very well, you know, uh, I would argue eight out of 10 do very, very well. We do see some side effects, significant side effects. That's for the minority of the patients. Um, most patients do well uh, getting treatment up to a year. So in order to summarize, uh, you are not concerned about the side effects. And the most biggest concern is how to re-stratify these patients. But seems like the high risk end is the one that would benefit the most of this treatment, correct? I love that summary. I agree. I would say regarding safety, Carmen, we became better at understanding what these treatments do. So our learning curve, it's good because we know now more today than we knew 10 years ago about these therapies. And we're able to you know, proactively um, address potential immune-related side effects. But you're right, most patients have minimal side effects like the metastatic setting, um, you know, and uh, no difference in quality of life, by the way, in all these trials. Um, and with that said, yes, we do pay attention uh, when we treat these patients because some will require high dose steroids, will require, will have significant side effects, will come up off drug sooner, right? They're not going to complete one year. But that again is for the minority of the patients. So most patients do well. And as long as we see them regularly, um, you know, we should be fine. Okay, there was also a concern about the subsequent therapies that were patients uh, received after the uh, IO. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, that's a fantastic comment and, and point that you're making, right? Because I think it depends how you look at the data, right? So you look at the, and we're talking specifically about pembrolizumab, right? Patients who progress, what happened to them? So when you look at the, at the, at the patients who end, who end up, uh, you know, receiving subsequent therapies, right? Of those, 70% receive a checkpoint inhibitor on the placebo arm, right? Now, I think the discussion was very rich. And, you know, Hans made the comment that, well, the, the percentage of people who end up getting check is much smaller if you take the intention to treat, right? Or if you take those who recur, which basically we're talking about 210. So the percentage drops a little bit for those who recur. However, we need to remind us, Carmen, that the recurrence on immunotherapy is, has a different biology. We don't quite know exactly the biology of those tumors. And some of these tumors recur with one spot. And for those, for example, we just do resection or radiation, for example, right? And actually, I think that might be the case because 
over a five-year period, a quarter of those patients got surgery or got radiation therapy, for example, and we see that clearly. So there's something about the biology of these tumors that's not exactly the same as us having metastatic disease and offer systemic therapy to everyone, right? You know, and I think that's an important point, and I think Tony tried to address that point, mm-hmm. you know, and but but that is my comment. I think the local therapy rate is probably be higher. Um, you know, and, and obviously being an international study, the access to cystic therapy is always different depending where you are. I mean, they point out 85% got subsequent therapies, um, you know, on the placebo arm, which is not low, but it is a little bit lower if you account for those who recur, right? That number dropped a bit, um, but we do know there are differences in the world in the access to therapies, what patients get access to, and also the biology of the tumors. I think all of that helps explaining the numbers. Mm-hmm. So you kind of uh, saying that uh, what you do is what you generate is favorable risk recurrence uh, if you are treated with a pembro. So that whatever you record, your recurrence is going to be more favorable. Yeah, well, not necessarily. I think the re- it's important to understand the recurrence. That's all I'm trying to say. In other words, it's different, Carmen, for a patient who recurs while on immunotherapy versus recurring five years later. It's different mm-hmm. a patient recurs with one spot in the lung. Or you know, or multiple stops, grow, uh, multiple spots growing at the same time, right? Um, you know, so the location of the metastasis, the number of metastases, the timing of the recurrence matters. The way we manage those patients, and I actually had the chance to highlight how we manage them. We actually get that. You know, I think it's a very nice algorithm put together and published at ASCO Daily News, where you actually can see the management depending on those factors. And I think it's a very elegant way. To um, you know, to summarize that topic, um, so I do believe all those factors matter. So I think it's clear for urologists uh, when <clears throat> should we give uh, adjuvant immunotherapy and the discussion that happened. Ask do you? Uh, thank you so much for your interpretation. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Absolutely, I appreciate the opportunity, Carmen. A pleasure to talk to you and and get the chance to highlight such important work, uh, such important work, and and such great news for patients. So just thank you for having me on your on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of EAU Podcast. To keep up to date with kidney cancer developments, visit our educational platform Euroonco Kidney Cancer. For more EAU podcasts. Please go to your podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.